0: hey everybody this is 80s wrestling fan Brian and you're listening to legendary wrestling figures uh, today I've got a special guest my best friend Eric is on the uh, is on the line Eric how's it going my friend
1: it's going good how are you doing
0: I'm doing really well got to see uh, the new Indiana Jones yesterday so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about that I, I don't think you've gotten to see it yet but I'm sure you're planning on going soon
1: yes absolutely was it good
0: oh i loved it i don't know uh i don't know how well it'll do worldwide but uh man it hit me in the feels for sure oh cool definitely hey um today i want to have you uh give me a star rating on one of the old ljns which is uh big john stud but before we get there um i just want to go over some of your wrestling fandom and uh and basically share kind of how you got into wrestling. So I'll, I'll start with the question of, uh, do you remember how old you are or how old you were when you, uh, first started discovering and, and being a fan of pro wrestling?
1: Well, let's see, I'm 48 now. So I think that I was probably about 12.
0: Nice. Was, I think I remember us getting into it in fifth grade. So you might've been a year or so younger, but, uh, was it something where you're, uh, you had any family members that got you excited about it or friends at school, or did you just find it on TV?
1: Well, you know what? I mean, I remember just being fascinated with, um, with Hulk Hogan early just because um, my dad took me to see Rocky III, you know, and explained to me who this guy was. And I just remember in the movie, you know, Rocky's manager, Mick, describes him as like fighting a dinosaur or something like that and you know i was just enthralled just because the guy was so huge and so i talked about him a little bit and then you know one of the uh, highlights for me growing up was on tuesdays the new tv guide would usually hit the 711 and i'd shoot down there to flip through the on um, to saturday nights at 11:30 cuz i i know when they had the main event saturday nights main event they would have a big um a big advertisement you know in the tv guide so I always looked forward to hoping to see that big advertisement. And
0: Man, you were you were lucky because you were right down the street, or right up the street, I should say, from the 7 Seven Eleven. I was further from town. So for me, it was if my, my mom would go uh, take us shopping at Raley's, that's where I would do the same thing and <laughs> shoot over to the TV Guide and look for that Saturday Night's Main event for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I yeah, I was... Like you said, I was right down the street. I'd be lucky enough. Usually, I'd get to ride my bike. I think the TV guide was like sixty cents at the time. You know, yeah, totally. And the a, a little tiny paperback, uh, you know, newspaper, or whatever. They're so small.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, your uh, the downhill ride from your house was pretty fun. The going back up wasn't as fun. <laughs> no, the
1: going back up sucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, re- I totally remember Thunder Lips and. Uh, and that was uh, that was really something. Do you, I, if I remember right, didn't your dad get uh, Sports Illustrated? And there was that episode, that issue that had uh, the pink cover with Hulk on the front. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That. I, I don't think my dad got Sports Illustrated at that time, but uh, like I say, I remember seeing it uh, somewhere. If I remember right. Prob- he
1: had the cooler magazine. Huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yep. The. Uh, uh, the Saturday night's main event that I remember—I don't think I—I I saw it. I think I just saw the uh, the highlights on TV. Was Jake the Snake and Ricky Steamboat when Jake hit uh, the DDT on the concrete with Ricky? Do you remember if you guys watched that when it happened, or just saw the highlights?
1: No, I saw that when it was happening. You know,
0: nice. Yeah, I don't. Like I say, I think I missed that one. Um, one of the ways that I saw wrestling is I started recording Friday night videos and it was on right after that. So I would record Friday night videos and I think it was all-star wrestling or something. It was, it was like their C show, but, uh, uh, that led to me watching championship wrestling and, uh, uh, wrestling. It was, uh, superstar. No, I think it was superstars, um, was on after Friday night videos before superstars became uh, wrestling spotlight or one of those shows. And then, uh, Championship wrestling ended up becoming superstars of wrestling. And I think it was all-star wrestling became wrestling challenge. But uh, do you remember watching Friday night videos before we had MTV and VH1 in our little hometown?
1: Vaguely, but not not necessarily. I, the, what I associate most of my wrestling with is just like, it seemed like on Saturday mornings from like 10 to 11 in the morning, there was usually a show, you know, just with enhancement talent versus whoever they're trying to push.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that was, uh, it started out championship wrestling and I think it was August or September, late August, early September of 86 when it switched to superstars. But yeah, that's where we saw the huge, uh, Hogan Orndorff angle that summer of 86 that, uh, captivated us so much.
1: that was the best angle I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> you, same here. I, I joked about it on a different episode where, um, I said something about how it'd be like if me and my best friend were calling each other and he didn't pick up the phone, but I don't think there was any time when my buddy Eric didn't pick up the phone. So, (laughs) so luckily I never had to close on you and give the, give you a pile driver. (laughs) The, uh, uh, Adrian Adonis flower shop that to me, that was our first uh, talk segment that we were watching before Roddy tried to take the show back. So it was definitely different times back then with the, uh, uh, the slanderous uh, terms the fans would uh, label Adrian with.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, it just, I mean, you know, I mean, Vince was just so unafraid to, you know, push any, any hot buttons. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, I remember growing up in the 80s and, you know, going to school back then. I mean, you know, it seemed like, you know, terrible terms were were thrown around so easily back then.
0: they but, They but certainly it, were.
1: But again, like you're talking about those chants towards Adrian were just, you know, you look back at it. It was just disgusting.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, Did you have any cousins? I know that you had uh, your sister, uh, but she was nine years different. So there was no uh, sibling uh, that was into wrestling. But did you have any cousins or aunts, uncles, anybody other than you that was uh, a wrestling fan? You know, I had
1: a uh, I had a cousin who ended up, you know, coming every once in a while. And I remember one of the times that he was going to stay with my mom and dad and me, obviously, um, there was a show. So we ended up getting him a ticket and he lived in Reading. So I remember that on the, on the end of that show, you know, they'd always announce the, the next month's card. And one of the matchups for the next month was going to be Bundy and Kamala. And as soon as they announced that, my cousin was like I got to find a way to come back, and you know he he ended up you know taking a bus trip from Redding, California to Orville, California. To, wow, just to go see that match.
0: <laughs> well, you were uh, yeah, you would have only been um, you would have just turned twelve when that happened because I think the card you guys got to see was on my dad's birthday. It was. uh uh, Adrian Adonis and Roddy Piper fought each other in the main event, and they had a bunkhouse uh, battle royal. And then the very that was uh, early February of '87, and then the next month, March 20th of '87 was the big six-man tag uh, elimination-style match, kind of like Survivor Series, but three on each side, uh, where it was going to be Piper and Tito and Steamboat. Against Adonis and Savage and uh, Butch Reed, and then uh, uh, that was the one where Roddy wasn't able to make the event because he'd been electrocuted four days earlier in Los Angeles. So Blackjack Mulligan filled in. But uh, how much how much older was your cousin if he's taken a bus ride for uh, it's probably a two and a half hour bus ride with stops and stuff? How, was he like several years older than you, or just about the same age?
1: I, I think he was like five to six years older than me.
0: Okay, so yeah, 16, 17 years old, maybe. Yeah, I, I could see how that's okay. And, the, and I think you remember the uh, the Bundy-Kamala match better than I do, if I remember right. Didn't you say they just did a uh, a lot of uh, off the ropes and banging each, into each other in the center of the ring?
1: Yeah. I was pretty disappointed.
0: <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, uh, it the, the prospect of it sounded a little cooler than the actual... Uh, the actual match <laughs> when yeah, did
1: uh, just seeing those two giants had me just enthralled you know just because you know I, i'd i already seen again being a big hogan guy i'd already seen those guys you know do big time damage to my to my guy
0: definitely definitely yeah the bundy steel cage match with hogan at wrestlemania too um that was super exciting i I remember that was on Showtime. I don't remember if you watched that, uh if your family had Showtime and watched that when it happened July fifth that summer, or if you ended up renting WrestleMania two at the video store. When do you when do you think you first saw WrestleMania two?
1: Oh, definitely um rented it from the video store.
0: Did you guys go to uh we went to the little video headquarters, but you could get it's weird how many uh video stores were in our small town growing up and what a boom that uh that video VHS rental industry was oh my gosh yeah yeah you get them at Rayleighs and uh, the supermarket and I feel like there was probably five or six little shops in our little little town that had a, a very small population wasn't it around like 10,000 people in the city limits and 50,000 in the greater surrounding area
1: yeah no I remember Warville was just over 10,000
0: yeah, and am I thinking right? Wasn't there like weren't there like five or six little video stores at least?
1: Oh yeah, you because know, we had like a country video or whatever that was by the barber shop.
0: Oh yeah, Kingsman's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The uh, when did you get your first um, action figure? I'm pretty sure it was the LJNs and and not some other line. But do you remember? who your first uh, action figure was and when it around when you got it.
1: Well, I remember that we'd just recently left Orville and moved to Sacramento. And, you know, so, you know, I continued to like wrestling once, once we left and there was actually, you know, a toys R us in Sacramento. And, you know, it was always, you know, a big thrill to get my mom to take me. And
0: uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: And so when, um, when she take, take me, um, sure enough, you know, there's those LJNs and I, um, you know, I I knew knew I wanted a Hulk Hogan and, you know, there was like, there was most of the originals that I can remember. I mean, there was a Hogan, there was a Snuka. you know, I really wanted a Snuka. I mean, who didn't want something that could jump off the top rope and seemed like a mile high. Definitely. And I knew I needed some bad guys. So I got the, um, the tag team package of Sheik and Volkoff.
0: Very cool. So Hogan was probably first, and then Sheik and Volkoff, like right behind.
1: Right behind, yeah. Then soon after that, my uh, next good guy was Hillbilly Jim.
0: Excellent. Yeah, Hillbilly Jim, uh, we'll definitely go over him soon. Um, then,
1: uh, yeah, no, then from, from that, not, not too long after that, I remembered that uh, my family, we left Sacramento and went back to Orville for about a year. And then the next best place that I could um, get figures was like if my mom needed to go clothes shopping, she'd go to uh, Mervin's and Chico. And Mervin's had a pretty decent little toy area. I and totally I
0: remember, forgot. I totally forgot that Mervin's had LJNs, and they did. They had a nice selection of them. Oh, they and had really was...
1: good ones. It's like I—that's where I forgot my first King Kong Bundy. I mean, it was just like amazing. You know, when, totally. when you'd see a brand new one in a package that you didn't even know for sure was ever coming out, it was like the most exciting thing. And, and I don't remember what the prices were back then, but I don't think they were cheap. Cause I mean, we didn't have money by any stretch, but
0: no, you're, so you're, you're
1: been like 15 bucks a figure or something like that.
0: It might've been, I, even if it was, um, even if it was like eight or nine bucks, if I remember right, like star Wars guys. And, uh gi joes those were something ridiculous like 299 so you could get so yeah you could get like three gi joes or three star wars guys for just the cost of one wrestler so and i know uh, i know you didn't um collect the gi joes i think your mom was really smart and uh, not letting you have the uh, gi joe toys you guys probably saved a lot of money in that but but I know you had a huge collection of Star Wars figures way before wrestling.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, I, no, I remember, Um, you know, because then, you know, again, we weren't like a military family or anything. We just moved a lot. <laughs> but, I, but I remember, you know, leaving Orville again and going back to Sacramento. And then I remember you coming and spending maybe like a week or so. And my mom would take us to Toys R Us every now and again. And that's like when we first got our first Miss elizabeth yeah, I, remember, it, I remember how cool it was when the manager started showing up and it was
0: yeah, it changed the game and having uh i know I don't remember ever seeing the purple skirt version of Miss Elizabeth. We got the gold skirt one, but uh exactly. it wasn't until years later that I saw that they had one with a purple skirt which was uh which was cool okay. but uh but the gold skirt one was fine with me, and you know, she went with Randy Perfect. So, <laughs> so uh, today I want to ask about uh, Big John Stud. What are your memories of Big John Stud, the wrestler, and then uh, Big John Stud, the LJN figure?
1: Well, you know, again, with Stud, I mean, you know, the first thing I remember, you know, is like always claiming that no one could body slam him, and you know. Andre body slamming him in WrestleMania and then throwing that money out into the crowd.
0: That WrestleMania course was another one of those that after I saw WrestleMania 2, then I, mean, I had to get WrestleMania 1 and check it out. And uh, and the bodies or the, uh, his interactions with the fridge at uh, WrestleMania 2 were pretty cool as well. Oh,
1: that was awesome.
0: I mean, I then already,
1: then being it, a 49ers fan, I already didn't like the 85 bear, so that was kind of cheap by the fridge.
0: Definitely. Yeah, Hogan used that same maneuver in the Royal Rumble years later with uh, Sid Vicious <laughs> or Sid uh, <laughs> Sid Justice. Yeah. What about the uh, uh, Big John Stud L.J.N. You uh, you had him as well, right? I did. No, what that's another one that
1: you're just like so excited to see for the first time because you know it's so important to have um, a good collection of heels.
0: Yeah, you had to have guys for Hogan to go through and defend his title in your Figure Federation.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I mean, plus, you know, just with his size, he could be so dominant, you know, and you could just have him, you know, kick the crap out of your junkyard dog if you needed to.
0: I've said before, I don't think there's a, like, I feel like he's the one that looked more like, most like a, a superhero out of all the different LJNs. He was such a muscular, big dude.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Perfect for, for slamming anyone.
1: And then you're also the one that showed me with um, certain guys that had that uh, bend in their knees. That you could drop them just right, and you could actually get them to do a flip.
0: Wow, I don't remember that, but uh,
1: yeah, because you I, could do it with Hogan and, and and Stud. You know, you'd have to um, get the angle just perfect, but you'd kind of drop them towards the tip of their toes, and you could get them to like do a flip.
0: And I'm gonna have to take some of my. Uh, <laughs> I have I have extras now that I can paint that aren't in great shape, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try that when we uh, <laughs> when we're done here. <laughs>
1: Well, trust me, you're the one that showed me. <laughs> I promise.
0: Nice. Man, I'm glad your memory is better than mine. What's the, uh, if you had to rate Big John Stud on a five star basis, uh, looking him all over, his, his face, his uh, playability, his body, whatever you <laughs> want to rate him on, uh, you can do like a 4.5, 4.8, you could do a, a 2.6, whatever you felt like rating him at. What are your feelings about how, where Big John Stud rates out of 5 stars?
1: I'm just going through the pictures right now and he's definitely got a funny looking mouth.
0: He does. I should have sent you the ones of the the ones I had painted. I added some teeth to the ones I had painted and uh and added white laces and white uh soles uh to dress his boots up a little bit. But uh but yeah, he reminded me um uh, like i say of a of like a a superman style hero with how muscular they built him
1: no they did no i was even yeah no i was looking at him earlier today and one of the things i noticed with him that it doesn't seem like they um did necessarily for some of them is like from the back they actually kind of gave him some fat rolls
0: ah yeah down towards the some love handles towards the bottom there right yeah no down (laughs)
1: towards his ass definitely
0: yeah yep
1: no, they did a good job with that figure cuz I mean that's that's what I remember him looking like, you know, with the um with the lighter hair and the darker beard type, almost like a Michael Hayes style.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I bet it was a pain in the butt trying to uh to bleach your beard. So I bet that's why, you know, Hogan in the NWO days and and uh and Stud and Michael Hayes why they had the the darker beard and the and the uh, lighter hair it it must have been a real pain if you were trying to bleach your your beard or your mustache
1: yeah, it's not like I remember it like sweating down their their faces or anything like when they get sweaty so no
0: they, they like... probably had the they had the good chemicals back then they could use
1: <laughs> yeah lots of good chemicals in the eighties for sure <laughs> <laughs> definitely
0: so what do you think stars wise where would you put him?
1: I'd give them a five.
0: Nice, full points for Big John Stud. Heck of an action figure for sure. Wonderful action figure, yes. Definitely. And I can't, I can't
1: remember how many times I actually did the, um, you know, the Orndorff heel turn right there in my room because I'd have Bundy and Stud outside the ring with, uh, with
0: Bobby. Yeah, recreating that was something else. Oh that yeah. Was the, that was yeah. That had to have been the most recreated. Uh, uh heel turn in the history of my figure federation as well I'm glad you brought that up and then uh as far as uh next time i if it's cool with you i'd love to have you back on here and go over hillbilly gym for another episode does that sound like a plan yeah sounds good awesome my friend thank you uh so much for being on here and thanks for being my best friend all these years it's uh it's been such a pleasure knowing you
1: oh no we've had a good time for sure
0: definitely all right. Well, I will. Uh, I will let you go, and uh, I will contact you shortly. And we'll uh, we'll talk some more about our wrestling fandom, and we'll go over Hillbilly Jim. All righty. All right. I will talk to you soon. You take care.
1: You do the same, bro.